Um, I want to uh, just kind of share a little something that's happened. Most of you probably know this by now, and maybe some do. Maybe some are not familiar with this family, but uh, one of our uh, dearest families that are a part have been a part of 24 for a long time now um, had a great loss this week, um, and uh, that was Sarah Burns. Uh, and uh, we uh, uh, thankful uh, they're here with us this morning. Uh, and we're thankful that we're, we're going to have a, a time to celebrate her life together uh, as a church this coming Thursday. Uh, and so we're inviting you to come. Uh, we're inviting you to bring food. We're going to have a shindig afterwards. Uh, it's, uh, we're going to open the doors at 1 if you want to just come say hello. Uh, and the service will be at 2. Uh, and uh, uh, I was told that she would have wanted people to have dressed comfortably and warmly, right? So <laughs> you take that however you want to, but we're, we're going to gather together and uh, come around this family, love on them, uh, uh, and I do ask that you continue to keep uh, Chad, Lily, and Morgan, and the rest of their family in, in your prayers in the days ahead, but uh, uh, that'll be this Thursday, doors open at 1, uh, do a service at 2, after that we'll eat. Uh, I'm also throwing out there, uh, if, uh, if you uh, feel led to do so, uh, we will have a way that you can just bring uh, cash and uh, uh, drop that in a box for them, uh, and then, uh, uh, or a grocery gift card. Uh, to help them uh, with costs, funeral costs, and things like that, and whatnot. So, uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, that's happening this week, and uh, we love you guys, uh, and we're so grateful for you guys. Um, has not been an easy end of the week. Um, why don't we pray? Let's pray together. God, we look to you for our comfort. And for our peace, Lord, we are reminded this week uh, as much as any, uh, Lord, that our hope is not here, that this is all temporary, um, and, and Lord, that there's so much more. God, thank you. Thank you for that today. Uh, thank you for the promises of your word. Thank you for sending your son to bring life. Um, God, I just, I just pray, Lord, that as we celebrate him today, uh, that we are reminded and that our hope and our rest is all in him. Uh, God, that we completely trust in him. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much for, uh, uh, Lord, just uh, allowing us to have one another in our lives. Lord, for allowing us to be able to love on one another, be there for one another, uh, care for one another. God, may we do that and may we be light in other people's lives. And uh, may we... Uh, Lord, uh, be, be Christ to one another. Uh, God, use us uh, in, in those aspects. God, thank you uh, for sending your son. Thank you for this opportunity we have, Lord, to worship you today. Lord, speak through your word. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Um, we, uh, we're starting in our Christmas series today, Love's Pure Light. And uh, I hope that uh, uh, you enjoy uh, this time of year. The, the challenge for a pastor uh, in any time uh, you're at Christmas or Easter, either one, is, uh, you know, what, do you, what, do you, what are you going to say that you haven't said before? And the truth is, it's, is nothing. I'm not going to say nothing I hadn't said before, probably. But uh, that's the beauty of, uh, of the messages of those things that we celebrate together 
uh, is that we are getting to come back to the gospel to be reminded of who Christ is, of what God has done uh, for us in sending his son and all those things. And uh, this morning is no different. Uh, uh, we're, we're starting into uh, this Love's Pure Light series. In fact, if you've got a Bible and you want to get it out today, we're going to the book of John. If you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, and they'd be glad to bring you one. Just throw your hand up and, and let them know that you need it, and you can keep it. Uh, if you don't own one, we'd love for you to take it home with you, uh, keep it in the car with you, whatever works, whatever helps you uh, to be in the Word and uh, to be listening to the Lord. Uh, we'd love for you to have it. But, uh, uh, but yeah, today we're, we're talking about uh, the light of life. Um, what does it mean when we hear uh, that Christ is the light of the world, you know, what, what, is, what does that mean? You know, I, I, think that's, I think that's a valid question for us today as, as we're thinking uh, and talking about praying over, you know, this season uh, of, you know, what we're celebrating, what this is about, and, um, you know, just the thought of Christ being the light of the world. You know, light is a, is a funny thing in and of itself. Um, you know, and, and, and to be called the light of the world. Uh, you know, we have, we have Jesus talking about this. In fact, John 8, 12, uh, Jesus uh, says this. It says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Will have the light of life. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's, that's, that's a big statement, uh, and, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a statement that I think uh, is worth uh, us unpacking a little bit today, the light of life. What, what does that even mean? I, you know, I think if you go and you really just kind of think about what light is and what light does, you know, I think we, we take for granted light, you know, I mean, uh, we take for granted light, we also take for granted life. But the two are closely related, and they have plenty to do with each other. Uh, if you think about it, light actually gives life. You know, it, it, you know, we, we, we used to, you know, I don't know about you, but I remember like being in science class, you know, in high school, and some science teacher telling me, well, you know, one day the sun's going to burn out, and when the sun burns out, we're all going to die. And I was like, what? You know, like, Really? Like, we can't figure this out with some flashlights or something, you know? And, uh, you know, but, but, but there's, there's truth to that, you know? And, uh, you know, I mean, the truth is, is that we eat, we digest things uh, that need uh, light. You know, plants need light. You know, you may say, you may say well, I'm not, I'm not a greens eater. You know, I'm just a meat eater. You know, I'm a carnivore. You know, well, okay. Uh, guess what? Animals eat plants, that need light. I mean, no matter how you cut it, uh, you know, God created us in such a way that we would have to depend on light. And as a matter of fact, God created us with eyes to see in which we need light to do so. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things for us to understand that light gives life is, is this important thing uh, but in Scripture, this is even truer than what we realize because Jesus says here, he says, but I will have the light of life, the light of life. Well, I think we see this uh, very easily in some of the beginnings of the Scriptures 
in which we celebrate uh, this season. In fact, I want to go there with you uh, to John chapter 1. John chapter 1 this morning. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to talk about Christ coming. Uh, I guess Merry Christmas, by the way. Uh, I did not get to do the parade thing yesterday. Usually I, I'm in the parade or something. Last year we were throwing pennies at everybody <laughs> uh, with, with penny. And just randomly would say it's pennies from penny, and it was actually cheaper than candy. And it's probably the most entertaining thing I have done in my entire life is to watch children and mostly extremely elderly people that I wouldn't think would dive for pennies into the streets or the weeds, and they do. Um, but yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I remember the thing. The thing that always gets me about the parade is by the end of it. I have said Merry Christmas like one million times, and I don't mind it, but, my, but I'm hoarse usually, and like it actually affects usually my, the next day of when I'm teaching. Uh, didn't get to do that yesterday, which was fine. I hung around here and got to, got to love on some folks and be with some folks, but um, you know, this, this, uh, this time of year, we are reminded of the birth of Christ. John 1, I just want to read through this. Let's read through this for a few minutes. John chapter 1, verse 1 and this is, uh, you know, to me, one of the most famous passages of Scripture of all time. And just when I think that I have uh, exegeted this thing and studied this thing and gotten a hold of this thing and know it well, I come back to it and I'm like, God, man, I'm just getting mowed down again. And, and, and uh, you know, I hope that's for you today, too. Uh, but John 1, uh, uh, verse 1, it says this. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, we're going to read through several verses here. In fact, we're going to read 16 verses out of this. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, there's no way I can unpack everything that's going on in these 16 verses. But we're going to read through them. We're going to stop and talk about a few things. Uh, this, this, very, this, very first, this very first verse is huge. I mean, this is the entry point of when God puts himself into the world. The Father sends the Son and says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was God. Uh, and and this, is, this is before, this is actually before Jesus comes to be with us uh, in human flesh, but, but this is an understanding of this is Jesus. The, the, the Word, Word, is capitalized. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and in verse 2 it goes on and says, he was in the beginning with God. So he was God, and he's with God, you know, and in verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And so this is speaking to the fact that we know that Jesus is the creator of all things. He spoke all things into existence. This is huge news for us today. As it goes on, verse 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's go back to verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So it, if you're like me and you feel like you've you know, conquered a passage of Scripture and you're good to go with it and you know everything about it, I, I, if, if you're me and just even thinking about this whole, like we just read 
Jesus saying that he has the light of life and trying to unpack that and recognizing that uh, we were created needing light and that he is the light of life and that he gives us life and then now we're reading in him was life and the life was the light of men. Uh, your, your head's probably spinning a little bit right now and that's okay. And, and, it, and I, think, I think very much, you know, to be understood that it would. You know, as we're looking at this, it says, in him was life. In Christ was life. And the life was the light of men. So he comes as the light of the world. You know, we have this understanding, this beautiful picture of baby Jesus coming you know, on that night, we celebrate this. We'll be talking about this for the next several weeks and, of course, on Christmas Eve uh, as well. You know, and, and we have that picture that he comes. And how does he come? Does he come the way that all of the people that were trying to understand the prophecies thought he was going to come? Absolutely not. He does not come with a crown. He does not come with a chariot. He does not come with kingly robes. He does not come with fanfare. He comes in the night, in the dark. Our Savior is born. And he comes with him, the light, into the darkness. Now, not just the night, but speaking of the darkness of this world. And he comes with life, and it says, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's an interesting thing about light. You know, light has this ability to overcome darkness, right? And as light overcomes darkness, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I, you know, you can be, I've been, you know, I'm sure, sure you have too, been at so many concerts over the years, you know, and sometimes even just the biggest uh, arenas or stadiums or, you know, whatever, and, and it can be just pitch black, but there can be one light, right? One light. We're at uh, my kid's Christmas school production Friday night, which is always amazing. They share all this scripture and sing all these hymns to, to celebrate this time of year. Um, and, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of that, there's, there's, there's always one, right? In the middle of that, there's this lady. And nonstop throughout this thing, because she wants to read, and I, and I get it, she wants to read the words on the, on the thing of some of what the kids were singing or whatever, and she's got her phone out. And she's turning on the flashlight, you know, and here we are in this mostly somewhat dark room, and she, and not not only is she turning on her flashlight, she's she's doing one of these numbers. I'll just go ahead and sh show you. I don't know if we can get the lights in here or not, but uh, you know, to kind of get to kind of get a little bit of the idea, she's not she's not just she's not doing this the entire time. She's like, and so it's casting it's casting light this like in the shape of the piece of paper. All over, like she, and I don't know if she's like, I don't know if she was just, I don't know if she was swaying or what. It was just, I was personally entertained because I was sitting behind her and got to watch the whole thing, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's something, that's something my dad would do. And, uh, and then sure enough, a little while later, he had his phone out in the dark and he's like, 
checking email or something. I don't know what he was doing, making some calls or something. I, you know, funny. But light overcomes darkness. And Jesus came to overcome the darkness. Now, we're going to talk a whole lot about that next week, okay? So I won't go too far into that. Uh, but then it goes on in verse 6, and it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And he came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And it's basically, this is talking about John the Baptist, and this is, you know, this was God's plan, that he was going to have John the Baptist come in front of Jesus as kind of like a, you know, hey, the Savior's coming. You know, and, and John the Baptist, as, as even John the Apostle, not to get confused here, is writing uh, this uh, to us, uh, you know, and we understand, is that he's saying, you know, that John the Baptist came to, talk, to tell everyone about the light coming, but he was very clear that he was not the light, that Jesus was the light, and that he, would come, he had come to bear witness about the light. And then in verse 9 it goes on, it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. And this is talking about, you know, the Jewish folks that, you know, you would have thought would have been excited, but then once they learned this was not the king that they thought they were getting, they thought they were getting a political, you know, they thought they were going to regain some political empire here. Jesus had no interest in the political empires. Uh, he, he had interest in uh, pulling people from the darkness and winning their souls that they would trust in him to find life. It says he came, verse 11, he came to his own, his own people did not receive him, but all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We read that again. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children of God. We for those of us who have believed in Christ, not just, not just have believed in the person of Jesus and just some of the things about him, but have trusted in him to be our Savior, believed in his name, believed in him to be who he says he is and has done what he's done, he has given the right to all of us to become children of God. Verse 13 who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And then verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That, that terminology, dwelt among us, is, uh, uh, could be translated, uh, you know, to pitch a tent. And, and it was, this was very uh, reminiscent for them at that period of time of other things where they had seen God, uh, God's presence come and be with his people at times. And, you know, this idea that God literally was coming to be with us, with them. Huge 
huge. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And by the way, the Word becoming flesh doesn't mean that He became human and He left being God. He was still God in the flesh and came to dwell among us, to pitch a tent with us, to live with us, to be with us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And there he brings these things with him, grace and truth, that are so important for us today. You know, and, and, and so I'll go back to that question. You know, why, why is it important that Jesus is the light of the world? Why is that important to us today? Why do we need Jesus to be the light of the world? Because we're sinners. We're sinners and we need a Savior. We can't save ourselves. We need Jesus. You say, why do we need Jesus? Because we can't bring grace and truth. He can. Only He can. And He did. Our sin has a penalty. That penalty is death, according to Scripture. But God loved us so much. John 3.16 that he gave his only son that anyone who would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. That we could become children of God. That we could become part of the family. And here's Jesus becoming flesh, dwelling among us, allowing us to see a glimpse of the glory of God from the only son from the Father who came full of grace and truth. We needed Him who could provide grace to give His life that we might have grace for our sin, to be forgiven, to be a part of the family. And not only that, but to, to gain truth. Truth is one of my favorite things to talk about. I love talking about truth. I love talking about truth with folks that are not believers. That's my, those honestly, some of my favorite people to get to talk about truth with. And you know, we just usually go into like some conversations of like, well, tell me, tell me what is true to you, you know. And so we'll we'll have these conversations, and and then and then I'll usually kind of couple that with, okay, well then also what is what dictates what is right and what is wrong, and they'll say, well, you know, we have laws for that. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's just say. Some of the laws aren't right. How do we know that they're right or if they're wrong? What dictates that? Somewhere there has to be truth. Jesus. Jesus brought the truth. He brought us the truth. Verse 15, it goes on. It says, John bore witness about him and cried out that this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. This is John the Baptist again telling everyone of Jesus' coming. And then in verse 16 it says, For from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. How much forgiveness do you think you need? I can tell you how much I need. 
And it's probably more than you. Grace upon grace. That's what Jesus has brought for us. That's what Jesus has brought for you. You may think somewhere in the back of your mind that you did something so awful long ago, or maybe it was yesterday, or whatever it was, that you could never be forgiven. And that's not true. Jesus came bringing grace upon grace that we, that we could have forgiveness, that we could have life, that we could, that we could receive the light that comes through the person of Jesus that we might receive life. Here, here we have the Word, the Creator of all things, speaking all things into the world, and He spoke of the light itself into existence. Jesus, the light of life, spoke actual light as we know it into existence. It's amazing. And it's just as it's supposed to be. It's perfect. Just how God designed it to be. Why do we need him to be the light of the world? To see? To show us the way? Yeah, there's some of that. We, we want to lean in on the Lord for his leadership in our lives to show us what this life looks like for us to lead it. Otherwise, we're flailing around with, you know, what is really truth, right? And instead, we have Christ as light. But, but more than that, seeing that is only part of it, his light is life for us. His light is life for us. We need his light to come because we need the life that he brings us. Because literally in his death, we've received life. In his death, we've received life. And we need that to become children of God. John 12, 35 says this, it says, so Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you, while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Nobody wants the darkness to overtake them. It's not something that we wake up in the morning and we are looking for. You know, oh, I hope today I you know, really fall into the darkness. No, that's the last thing we want. But I think for us to recognize that at times we veer off the path, we walk into darkness, doesn't mean that we live there. And it doesn't mean that we're controlled by it. For those of us who are believers, we've already been set free of sin. We've already had the shackles cut off, broken, that we may be free from those things. But the truth is, is that we gravitate back to those things. We have a sinful heart. You know, it's, 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 this, it's this back and forth of understanding that, yes, God will give us the desires of our hearts at times, but God gives us the desires of our hearts at times 
in accordance to his will because our hearts are sinful and our hearts will lie to us about what we think we need in times when maybe it's not what God wants for us. It said, while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. That's not where we want to be. Maybe you're in the dark and you don't realize it. Maybe someone you know is in the dark and maybe you do realize it. Uh, in fact, I'm going to say this. I'm going to encourage you to invite them to come with you next week. Next week, we're going to talk about the darkness, and we're going to talk about coming out of the darkness and what that means and what that takes. If we go back to verse 4 of John chapter 1, it said this, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We, uh, when we go on vacation, one of the things that I enjoy the most uh, about vacation, if, if, we, if we end up near a beach, and a lot of times even if we're just going down that direction, if we can just get one night, one extra night in, uh, to go to the beach. I love getting to go to the beach. I love getting to take the kids to the beach at night. And if you get to, if you ever get to do that and you've got kids and you get to go out to the beach at night, you take a flashlight with you and you look for what? Do you know? Crabs. So, we'll get the lights again maybe. So, we'll go to the beach and, uh, you know, while we're out there, in the dark, one of the things that I enjoy doing is, is getting, the, getting the flashlights out. And uh, the last time we did this, we stopped at a store on the way down because I forgot some of my flashlights and just bought a bunch of cheap flashlights for the kids to have to play with. And, and, and we get out there on the beach and, you know, we're, we're circling around. We're looking, you know, we're looking for these crabs, you know, coming in off the waves or running across the sand or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, and I can, I can hear Daisy right now you know, with just this little high-pitched giggle that she'd do every time she would see one of these crabs. And, of course, they're, you know, they're running sideways and all this kind of stuff, you know. You know, it's just so much fun, you know. And, and the light from those flashlights provided us the ability to find, you know, these things. And, and I think about just how, how amazing it is that we have technology. I mean, I know this, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, couple hundred, well, hundred years behind on the, you know, being fascinated with this or whatever, but, you know, that we have light, that we have a stick that makes light that we can take out onto a beach and we can do this is, is really kind of amazing, you know, and, and then even at that, that we make it better all the time, you know, that we can do that. And, and then I think about what God has done for us. And I think about, you know, first of all, God came into the darkness to be the light, not to find us because he didn't need to do that because he doesn't need the light to find us. He already knows where we are. But not only that, he goes a step further and he does something that I can't do. I can locate 
crabs running along the beach. I can locate seashells that used to have animals living in them, right? But what I can't do is I can't make my light, no matter how fancy it might be, I can't make my light give life to something that's dead. Only God can do that. And that's what Jesus has come to do. He has come to pull us out of the darkness, to give us His light that we might have life. A baby was born, His glory seen, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Grace upon grace and full of truth. What does this mean to us? What does this have to do with this time of year? It is the time of year that we get to celebrate his coming and that he came to bring his grace. And he came to bring his truth. And he came to be the light of the world, to give life to the world. And the question today is, do you have it? Do you have that life? Do you have that light, that grace, that truth? Verse 12 said, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The greatest gift is life. And God sent his son that we might have it. And if you don't, you can today. You can today. For you, he has given grace upon grace in order that you might have life. Let's pray. God, the reminder today of your word, the reminder today of your truth, of your grace, is overwhelming and humbling to us. We certainly don't deserve it. But God, you certainly give it freely to anyone who believes in you. God, I pray right now for anyone who hasn't trusted in you to be their Savior. God, I pray that today would be the day, Lord, that they would open their hearts and receive the gift of life from you in what you did through your Son, Jesus. A life given on a cross. A death defeated that we might have life. God, I pray, Lord, that they would believe in you today. God, thank you for the reminder of who you are and what you've done for us today, that only you could do that. Only Jesus could have done that. God, we thank you for that sacrifice made for us today. God, for those of us who are believers, God, today, may we be grateful, grateful for your light, for your life, for giving us life. God, may we be reminded that you've given us life for a purpose that purpose is to make you known, to be light to others. 
God, may you use us for that in this world. God, as we come this morning, remember, sacrifice made. God, be glorified in us in this time. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.